Chapter 7 Vega So, on book day, I went to the bookmark bookstore in Coventry and I waited outside with the other Vega fans, aka Fangs, and we waited. We waited. We waited some more. We waited for hours. What seemed like hundreds of us, and each and every one of us clutching one or more copies of one of Vega's books from their Vampire Spirit series of books, without any word from the bookstore nor from Vega himself. Finally, after what felt like an entire day of waiting outside the bookmark bookstore, the doors of the main entrance of the bookstore opened and a young man in his late twenties came out, nervously holding a piece of paper and he told everybody waiting outside, as he was no doubt only reading whatever had been printed on the piece of paper that he was holding, that Bookmark must regrettably inform everybody here to attend the book signing that Vega has unfortunately had to cancel their long-awaited and greatly anticipated appearance due to an unavoidable scheduling conflict and because of this they will be unable to attend today and meet with you all. However, Vega would like each and every one of you to enter the bookmark bookstore undeterred and enjoy the gift that awaits you all within. A scheduling conflict? A scheduling conflict? What the... No way was this a simple scheduling conflict as we are led to believe. How rude. How incredible. How... How... How Vega. And to be honest, that is why I'm not that surprised that he decided to cancel at the last minute. Hurt? Maybe. But surprised? No, not really. After all, this would have been the only book signing he, I mean they, had ever done. I had read in some of the online forums how some people believed that Vega was a woman. Maybe it was the way that they wrote with such bloodlust that made me think that they were a man. Maybe it was the way that they wrote the main protagonist, Marcus, as if they were writing about a real-life person with all the problems that we all have. Vampires, werewolves and normal people alike. I don't know, but there was just something in the voice that Vega used to tell their stories that convinced me early on that they were really a man. Not to mention a writer who could do things to me and to others what writers could only dream of doing. Especially female fans of their books. Philip, the bookmark bookstore manager, apologised again on behalf of Vega. And then he invited us all to enter the store and receive a free signed copy of Vega's new book, The Vampire Rebirth that was waiting inside for anybody who wanted one. Each and every one of us Vegas fans were all incredibly disappointed that we would not be able to meet Vega in person. However, in the same breath, we were all incredibly excited because of the fact that we were led to believe that Vega's new book wasn't going to be available to buy until the end of the year. But now it turned out that there were signed copies waiting for us. 
It was because of this revelation that we all decided that the gift of a signed copy of Vega's new book was in fact a happy consolation prize that we could graciously accept with open arms. Make no mistake, each and every one of us wished that we could have at least seen Vega, even if it had just been for an instant. But there was a genuine belief amongst us all that Vega had done all this on purpose in order to whet our appetite, so to speak. So we all went into the Bookmark bookstore, and as promised, and as soon as we entered, each of us were handed a signed copy of Vega's new book, The Vampire Rebirth, which had on its cover the image of the Vampire Spirit series' protagonist, Marcus, rising from the flames of a fire, with his muscular arms outstretched and his bare chest exposed for all to see. I, for one, was already excited, just by looking at the front cover, even before I'd read a single word of the story within. After I got my signed copy of The Vampire Rebirth, I decided to take the opportunity to look around the Bookmark bookstore some more and see if there were any other books that I might take a fancy to. So, I climbed the staircase to the first floor, where the science fiction and fantasy section of books was located, and then I went from bookshelf to bookshelf in alphabetical order, clockwise around the vast space, filled from floor to ceiling with books, perusing each and every book cover and the many and varied book titles that caught my eye. Amazing books by amazing authors from Neil Gaiman to Stephen King, from Anne Rice to Vega. And it was as I was admiring a new author's preferred edition of Vega's book, The Vampire Life, the fifth book in their Vampire Spirit series, when I felt a presence approaching me, and that was when a shadow fell over me. And after I lifted my head, I was startled to see who it was who was standing over me, because I found myself looking into the dark brown eyes of a tall man, with shoulder-length black hair, who was dressed from head to toe in black, and who wore a smile that made my heart instantly flutter like that of butterflies' wings, the wolf, on the other hand, did not bat an eyelid, and, if anything, retreated further away from the surface of our shared consciousness, as if they were afraid. I was lost for words. I was more than a little taken aback. Actually, make that very taken aback. Why? Because, well, I don't know. Because, I guess, I... I was, I am, greatly attracted to this mystery man who just came out of nowhere. I just couldn't help myself. Yes, I was, I am, I, he. There was just something, something about him that made my heart want to race and my knees want to go weak. He's so handsome, so mesmerising, so gorgeous, so beautiful. So hot, as the kids say. And to be honest, for a second there, I thought that I might have been daydreaming about Marcus, the protagonist from Vega's Vampire Spirit book series, because this man looked exactly like how I imagined Marcus to look in my mind's eye. It was as if he were literally a, day, a dream come true, because he was real, and I knew he was real, 
and because everything about him and the wolf's reaction to him told me that he was real. Hello, he said with a beaming smile of confidence, with both hands clasped behind his back. Now, I was five foot seven in height, and he towered above me. So I guess at the time that he must have been six three, six seven, maybe? Looking into his eyes was like staring at two solar eclipses happening synchronously above my head. I was struck for words, struck for thoughts, struck for any understanding or recollection of where I was. It was as if this mysterious man had transported me away somehow and to somewhere the like of which I had only encountered once before, a long time ago, when I was wherever I was, when Mingan made me lose consciousness, and when I awoke within my mind, and I was surrounded on all sides by echoes and reflections. Who was this man? I asked myself. I'm so happy to see that you're a fan, said the mysterious and dreamy man dressed all in black, as he looked down on me with the most entrancing and hypnotising gaze I had ever seen. The man in black then looked down at the copy of the book that I was holding, and he had this look on his face that told me that he recognised both the book and its author. He must be a fellow fan of Vegas, I thought. A fan? Me? I... Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. I... I have been... I've been a fan for years. You? Are you a fan too? I asked with a nervous smile, and with a distinctive stutter in my voice that echoed the internal mindset of unparalleled bewilderment that I was experiencing at that moment. You could say that. Some days I'm more of a fan than others, I must admit. However, we have a very close association with one another, so any feelings of bewilderment with one another do not last long, usually. I've known them for a long time, said the man in black with the hypnotic dark brown eyes. Did you... did you come here for the signing? I asked, as I looked longingly into his eyes, all the while feeling as if I were in the middle of a dream from which I would soon wake up from. And then I thought to myself, of course he's here for the signing. Why else would he be here? Get it together, Olivia. Yes, yes I did, he replied immediately with a smile, and then shifted his gaze from left to right around the room of bookshelves. Shame, shame he didn't show up. Would have been nice if they actually made an appearance, but I'm sure that he, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they had their reasons for not doing so, I replied with a wide-eyed smile of intoxication. He, said the man in black with raised eyebrows, as if expressing a look of utter surprise on his face at my supposition of the sex of Vega. You said he. Well, of course I don't know that they are actually a he per se, but the evidence that they are is there to be found within their books if you know where to look and what to look for. I said with a smugness in my voice, mostly due in part to the fact that I had figured out 
Vegas Sex years ago when I first began reading their Vampire Spirit book series. It was obvious. Well, at least to me it was. Really? I had no idea, he replied, as if I had astonished him with a revelation of knowledge that he had not considered before. You did see it. You did read and hear the voice of the man behind the words, I asked playfully, as I looked into his eyes and I lost all concept of everything other than the significance of this moment. As a man, I would think that the ever-present and recurring imagery of lust and dominance would have been enough of a giveaway to expose the sex of the author, and my favourite author, I would also like to add. Surely... I asked with a slight tilt of the head to the left and a playful licking of my lips, and with a look in my eyes that I hoped told this mysterious man that I was just playing with him. Are you saying that female authors are incapable of conjuring powerful images of lust and dominance? He replied, with what looked like an expression of amusement. He's playing with me too, I thought. Not at all. The there are many female writers and authors who can describe lust and dominance eloquently. But in my experience, there was no one like Vega who can... There was no one like him who can... Well, make a man or a woman go weak at the knees with a single sentence describing two people who love each other to the moon and back and who would walk through the flames of the gates of hell for one another if they had to. I shivered slightly, as if recalling the sensations that I felt when I read each and every one of Vega's phenomenal and evocative stories of Marcus, the undying vampire king. So, do you come here often? I asked with a smile, as I looked longingly into his eyes and I became lost for words again. Here? He replied the very dashing, handsome and mysterious man in black wearing a brazen smile on his perfect face. I nodded, my head nodding up and down like a nodding dog figurine sitting upon a car's dashboard and almost giggling to myself like a little girl at how I felt when the man in black stared back at me. Never, actually. Of course, I've been to bookstores before, but never this one. But I have to say that it is a wonderful bookstore with a vast treasure trove of stories, many of which I would hasten to say that I may have read more than once in my lifetime, he replied with a wide smile and with a glint in his eyes. What do you do? I asked without a second thought as to what I was asking. As a matter of fact, I write, he replied without hesitation. Really? You're a writer? What do you write? I asked with excitement in my voice. Well, he started to reply. However, he was then interrupted by the sound of his mobile phone beeping repeatedly in his inside coat pocket. The man in black looked slightly annoyed as he took out his phone from his left-hand side inside pocket of his long black coat. However, not taking his eyes away from me for an instant. Hello, he said as he answered his phone. 
I was mesmerised by him, so much so that I did not know what time of the day it was. Yes, I know, he said into his phone, his stare still continuing to linger unflinchingly upon me. Yes, of course, I can meet them at... Well, I'll message you the time and the place shortly. For now, await my response. Prepare for my arrival, but do nothing until you hear from me again, said the man in black. After which, he then put his phone back into his coat pocket. He smiled, and then he said, I'm so sorry, and now I'm afraid to say that I must regrettably leave. I have an appointment to meet. However, it was wonderful to meet you, he said with a smile as he reached out his right hand and touched me on my left forearm. I hope to see you again, miss, miss. Oh, oh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I replied as if I were attempting to recover the memory of my own identity from somewhere deep within myself, however, categorically failing in my attempt. Well, it was truly wonderful to meet you. See you again, said the man in black with a timeless and breathtaking smile, before he turned around and he walked away from me, leaving me, well, leaving me completely stunned and motionless, quite frankly, and I remained like that for a long time afterwards, just standing, staring, thinking, and entranced by the memory of the experience that I had just had with the man in black. At that moment in time, I felt like I had literally been struck by lightning.